Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Raw podcast. It is May 1st. Good time here at Fightful.com. Last night was WWE Payback. Of course, we have our post-payback show up on uh, Fightful.com, as well as our podcast after Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko. We got more boxing coverage this weekend. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. against Canelo Alvarez. Come to Fightful.com, hang out for that. Of course, Raw SmackDown. Every wrestling show, every UFC show, we got your live coverage, guys. Come there, hang out at Fightful. Also, good news, the forums are coming back. This week, I'm told. It'll probably change now that I said it. Also, uh, I wanted to warn you guys a little bit. We're changing the podcast lineups a little bit. Jimmy and I will explain it on Wednesday at 3 p.m. on that show, but... If you don't see shows that you normally see, we've got some schedule changes. We've got some cool stuff in the works. But we, we wanted to make a little change for you guys, and I think you all are really going to like it. We had Monday Night Raw capped off by, by a big main event. I'm joined by Alex Palowski, associate editor of Fightful.com. Alex, no Roman Reigns, no Braun Strowman. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Uh, coming out of payback, that was, that was the major story, the major story. Um, so, uh, to have a raw, like three hours where neither of those guys appear on it and they're mentioned for all of what, 30 seconds. So like that, they, they showed the, no, that's that's right. They they talked a little bit about it. They talked a little bit, but I'm talking about like actually live by actual people in the ring. Like yeah. Kurt Angle came out to give an ostensible update on them and then uh, was interrupted immediately. So uh, I was amazed they were able to fill three hours, but they filled it with very different things, things that I did not think that I was going to see on a Raw right after a pay-per-view. But we'll see how they build from this to uh, Extreme Rules on June 4th. We start off the show with Alexa Bliss. She is gathered all of the women's wrestlers, all eight of them, in the ring. She said that Kurt Angle made it happen. She is phenomenal. She's so good. She's going to transcend this division, I think. Probably my favorite thing is when she talked about how much Mickey James inspired her and then said, you're just like your contemporaries, Fabulous Moolah and Mae Young. And they're sadly no longer with us, but it's nice that you are. (laughs) <laughs> yes, which the irony of this is they are not her contemporaries. Actually, Mickey James missed them by a few years. Yeah, yeah. And that is legit. Uh, Alexa carries a really good 10-minute promo just talking everybody down. Her body language is incredible. It, it's She's like the female William Regal with, you know, not in ring, but as far as facial expressions, as far as body language – She's just really, really good at this. Yeah. No, she's um, she's phenomenal at it. Um, her thing she did with Nia Jax 
where she like kind of backed up accidentally into her and then turned around slowly and like, no, we're good. I mean, you're so talented and so much better. It's no wonder all these girls are scared of you. Like that was so great. Perfectly summed up what their relationship should be. All the other stuff, uh, the th- like up on the, uh, the podium looking down at, at, at Bailey. It was all great. It was all fantastic. All of it. Um, and I, I love Alexa bliss. I love what they're doing with her. Um, and I, I want there to be this, like, three factions there. Like, I want Bailey to be herself and pure baby face, not grabbing anybody by the hair, not saying hell no, but being pure Bailey baby face. Have Sasha Banks lead a faction of tweeners and have Alexa, Alexa Bliss lead a faction of pure heels. I think that'd be really cool with, with eight women that are actually active and wrestling at the same time. That's twice what they had a month ago. I'm happy. No, no, I think they did this a few years ago. PCB and no, 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 no. no. That, that I, I agree with you, but I think you can do it right. And I don't. I just. I feel like there's a way of doing it right that allows it to be. Because I don't. I don't want Sasha and Bailey to be best friends for much longer. It's stale. And I don't think yeah, Sasha and Alexa should ever work together. I think they should always be at odds because I love. It feels like there's real, real heat between the two of them, and I like that a lot. She calls herself the goddess. Pretty good stuff. She she talks about how Bailey's family was in attendance and how now they have somebody that they can look up to as a role model. And <laughs> Bailey hilariously attacks, and Alexa just takes the funniest spill off of that that uh, stand she that podium she was on. What I'm asking is when they come back from commercial. Alexa had said before this, I know we have a tag match soon, so I'll keep it short. And then Michael Cole says, we have an impromptu match. Kurt Angle made it during the commercial break. And I said, huh? Well, this is the thing is they, they promoted ahead of the show. It was just going to be Bailey and Sasha versus Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. They promoted that mm-hmm. hours before the show. And I guess they replaced that on the fly with this eight-woman tag. Okay, so I'm the asshole here. That's no, no, okay. no, you're, you're not the asshole because they never explained that bit. No, that's that's okay. very easy to explain, but they never did. So you're not the asshole. They're I the mean, asshole. I overlooked it. I overlooked it. <laughs> I was making moves at Fightful.com today. I'm, I'm just so happy to see Emma back. I don't know if she's going to do anything substantial, but I'm really happy. She later avoids Dana Brooke, who absolutely sucks. Uh, I also love Alicia Fox, if for no other reason than Alexa Bliss saying, get over here. And she's in a front headlock, and she goes, I'm trying! <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing, and I, I, want her to be, I want her to be an active wrestler and not being fought over by cruiserweights. I want her to be yeah. a real thing, and she's so good at it. I love hey, it. Hey, let her, let her do both. As much Alicia Fox sure. as I can get on my screen. Sure. But, I, I'm for she's she's a crafty veteran of this division at this point. Yeah, uh, I'm all for both. If you got to do one or the other, please let it be this and not, you know, opening boxes and having powder squirt into her face. No, don't want that. Mickey James hits a crazy Fez press from the top rope to the outside of the ring. Impressive. Uh, I love the addition to the Saito suplex to Bailey's repertoire. Um, Alexa Bliss wins with a DDT after an eye gouge. I am a big fan of that move being used as a finish. Mm-hmm. This was a fun, enjoyable half hour of the show, I, I thought. I mean, you got a few people, a few different looks, and people got to work with each other that maybe hadn't before. I was all for it. Sure. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that I, I, I'm, I'm going to allow myself to enjoy it for tonight. And then in three weeks, I reserve the right to look back on tonight and say, I haven't seen Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, or Emma in the ring since. What are you doing with those girls? Because this feels like a way of like, hey, we've got all these women on Raw. Aren't we great? And then they'll never use half of the division from then on. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, and I'm looking forward to them actually using the talent that they have and they showed off tonight. But Unfortunately, I feel like it's a better chance that they don't use any of these women going forward, at least half of them. They're really setting up that Roman Reigns as valiant shit on commentary. Yep, yep. They're really doing that. Uh, TJ Perkins is backstage. He cuts a really bad promo about Neville's antics at the pay-per-view last night. Neville encourages him to beat Austin Aries later on in the night. 
Kurt Angle later in the show. Uh, we we would talk about this. You sound like a robot. Yeah. Do I? Okay. You you now take care you, of it then. Now you don't. You're good. Okay, I'm fine now. Cool. Better. Yep. So Kurt Angle is backstage with with Golden Truth, and I really like this segment. Is that a robot right now? Yeah, you're 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 a little better. Yeah. Okay, I'm a little better, or I'm better. No, nah, you're back, man. It's it's bad. Jesus Christ. Okay, take us through the Golden Truth segment. All right. Well, this is something that actually is so great that they hardly ever do. They had Golden Truth come back and they said, hey, we want to, to face the Hardys. Kurt Angle, please let us face the Hardys for the tag team champions uh, championships. And Kurt Angle said, no, your guys' win-loss record sucks. I can't justify you guys getting a title shot. And they said, yeah, you know what? You're right. We haven't been as good as we should be. We, we understand that some people see us as a joke. How Give us a I? chance to prove ourselves better. Let's say it again. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Cool. Somebody says I'm really choppy. I'll crotch chop all of you. That's how choppy I'll get. So this, this Golden Truth thing, as you mentioned, I love it. I love it for any number of reasons that I've explained that I love stuff like this. It's a catalyst. It's a catalyst for change. We see Jinder Mahal. We see Brizongo. We see all these people, uh, the shining stars over on SmackDown, getting a win over people. We're supposed to believe that that's going to happen. With Golden Truth, they're at least explaining. They're giving us a reason, and Bray Wyatt a little bit later, too. Right. They said, you have motivated us. We want to prove that we're not jokes. Goldust, who is a former – he's main-evented pay-per-views for the WWE before. Uh, Ron Killings, our truth has main-evented pay-per-views for the WWE before. He's a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, he is a guy they, – they, they're, they're past their prime, but they got that one run left in them. I love that they did this. Angle book tag team turmoil for next week. I'm all good with that. Yeah, I mean, tag term turmoil is not my favorite match uh, style, my stip, but uh, I'm willing to, to give it a shot. Uh, I feel like, to me, the only storyline that makes sense is for Sheamus and Cesaro to come out on top of this thing uh, because they're not done with the Hardys yet. And to have Golden Truth or Enzo and Cass or the club come out on top kind of just means there's an extra thing in there. Unless you wind up going into a triple threat at uh, – Extreme Rules, which is fine with me, but um, I'm down with it. They've, they've used Tag Team Turmoil on SmackDown a lot since the draft and haven't used it once on uh, on Raw. So it'll be interesting to see that kind of match with a whole different set of tag teams. The right way to do a Tag Team Turmoil match is to stretch that shit out. If you're yeah. going to get every team on there, make all the teams look strong. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, you might have one that looks really strong by winning in a couple seconds, but and bring the headbangers back. Why not? Yeah. Luke Gallows defeated Enzo Amore. Boy, was this the shits. Uh, say what you want about Enzo and Cass, but people are still making noise and doing these these chants with them, Alex. Yeah, no, they're over. They're over. I wish, I wish that in the uh, words of Matt Hardy, they were over. But no, they're, they're over. Um, and it's one of those things, sorry, uh, Twitter. So wait, why is the punt illegal for Randy Orton to do to somebody, but it's totally fine for Enzo Amore. And my response was, well, because it's Enzo Amore, what's he going to do? Like, yeah, like slight, slightly bruise you, maybe? They uh, could always switch it to the ribs or something, too. Yeah, but they, they as could. an entertainment move, yeah, like you know, the crazy legs knee drop and the juke yeah. and dive, yeah. the worm, I'm all for it if he, if yeah. he can do that. Yeah, the field goal kick thing, it, it, it works. It would work better during football season, but it's fine. Good. Football that's, never stops. Football never stops. That's true. The draft was just, that means, I'm pretty sure the draft was this past weekend, which means next opening weekend is next week. I'm a Bengals fan, so football and violence, you know, we, we drafted Joe Mixon, so pretty much hand in hand. Yeah. Anderson and Gallows attacked Enzo, and Enzo would not stop dancing. <laughs> Even after he got his ass kicked, he kept dancing. Like, yep. it was... Uh, Oh, I shouldn't have found it, found it so funny. Um, Enzo hits a flying DDT that oh. Cole calls a running bulldog. I don't understand that. Yeah. Gallows absolutely beats Enzo's ass, and then Enzo turns around and starts beating him up after like five minutes, and it looks really like 
I am a big proponent of size doesn't really matter that much, but Gallows had whipped his ass for five, six minutes and then was selling like crazy for Enzo. I I didn't buy that. Yeah. Both guys looked winded too. Yeah, there's not not a lot of high-impact maneuvers. He's got that one, what does they call it, the DDG, that jumping DDT off the second rope. But his moves aren't high-impact. They're not going to daze a dude as big as Luke Gallows. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's we're in a holding pattern. These guys will probably have a match on the Extreme Rules uh, kickoff show as well. You know, like it's just, you know, next week we'll have uh, Big Cass versus Carl Anderson. So it's just the way it's going to work. Um, but, you know, keep these guys busy. Um, I, I, I'd like to see, you know, um, somebody, you know, them a, a different tier somewhere between – top of the division of the tag team and, you know, down here kind of like doing it for comedy. Uh, I'd like to have something, you know, the club is just, I feel like they're just not, they, the same thing happened. Like I said, it would Corey Graves is on commentary tonight talking about how the club is so dangerous when they just lost a damn pay-per-view, you know, got pinned by the guy who never pins anybody. So, you know, it's just, eh, we're back to 50, 50 booking again. Yeah, this match sucked. It was not good. Gallows on with the flapjack. Seth Rollins comes out, makes a motivational speech. I thought it was really cheesy, but he got a good reaction doing so. So who cares? Yeah, it was interesting. Did he always used to call everybody dude and man in his promos? I don't know, why a, not? I mean, oh no, I just I just wonder because I feel like it's not a thing I've I've heard him do before. And it sounds like they're trying to get him over as like the good natured Seth Rollins, man. Like, I'm just here working for the people, dude. Come on, man. Like, it just feels kind of forced. Uh, but, you know, whatever you can do to get this guy over as a baby face. Guys, make sure you go and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And, of course, register at Fightful.com. Our forums are coming back this week. Register absolutely free. No credit card required. You guys get access to that. That's where I'm going to be doing most of my chit-chatting on Fightful. Me and Alex will have a Q&A thread where you can just – Ask us anything. We don't really care. Because we know that you all have to get the answers from me and Alex. That's right. It's necessary. Somebody asked, what will happen first? Bingle gets arrested or a WWE wellness policy suspension? Definitely a Bingle getting arrested. <laughs> like, that might have probably happening right now. Yeah. In fact, a Bingle who is a former wrestling champion – will probably get arrested before the new WWE, another WWE wellness policy because Adam Pac-Man Jones is still running around there. I can't believe he's still in the league. He's really good. He's a good player. He's a great he's player. He's a good player. Like, I mean, still, he's been in the league for like 10, 12 years. At this point. Yeah. And they thought that he wasn't going to yeah. – you know, there were teams that were like, oh, we don't want to touch him. Yeah. Anyway, Rollins wants Lesnar. That gets a big pop. Finn Balor's music hits. That gets a nice reaction. He comes out. They chit-chat back and forth. Dean Ambrose comes out. Michael Cole uses the corniest shit. Oh, my God. He says, welcome to the asylum. And Booker T makes another 80s reference about Yippie Kaye or something like that after he made one about Flava Flav earlier. I mean, Flava Flav was around last decade, but he – specifically brought up Public Enemy with Flava Flav to make it an 80s reference. Rollins laughed at Ambrose's joke where he said, you are like Brock, Brock, Brock. You sound like a bunch of chickens. <laughs> uh, Ambrose says his title is the top championship on Raw. The Miz comes out. We get good stuff from him. Eventually, Ambrose is in the ring and calls Kurt Angle on the phone and gets a match with Miz, Rollins, and Balor booked. Now, Throughout this show, Dean Ambrose interviews each of these guys backstage, one of which he makes Finn Balor eat a donut. Mm-hmm. And the drifter walks by, and Dean Ambrose asks him if he knows any Pearl Jam, which did make me laugh. Uh, this, the, the quirky Ambrose, it's really hit or miss, but there was some decent stuff, but it is hit or miss. Yeah. No, it really is. Uh, there were some hits tonight, but it was more miss than hit. Um, the segment in the ring was trash. Like none of it made any sense. Seth Rollins comes out. He says, I want Brock Lesnar. That's fine. 
Finn Balor comes out and he says, well, not so fast. I want, I want the universe title back because, you know, blah, 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 I beat you. That was really cool. I was like, ooh, I'm down for a Finn versus Seth uh, program. Whoever comes out on top gets a title shot. I'm down for it. Let's do that. And then I said, this is why we can't have nice things. Dean Ambrose comes out and ruins the whole damn thing because these two guys who wanted a shot at the top title on Raw are like, oh, sure, Intercontinental's fine. Like, no, we, we wanted that. We wanted, we both wanted Brock. Um, why do we want this thing now? Um, but it turns out it doesn't matter because, as we'll get to at the end of the night, none of those guys will be anywhere near the Intercontinental title for a while. But, uh, but I do, um, I did like uh, the, the, the Dean Ambrose backstage stuff with Finn Balor making me the donut. That was cute. Um, and also um, with Seth Rollins. That was a that was a really interesting thing. Like D- I love the idea that maybe Roman can forgive Seth, but Dean can never quite get over the, the being turned on by Seth back in 2014. I really like that detail of Dean Ambrose's character, and I want that to continue, to continue, to continue, to continue until it finally makes him snap and he turns heel. That is that is my thing for for Dean Ambrose. I like that that Ambrose or that Balor and Rollins cared about the Intercontinental title. <sighs> yeah. What are you eyeing? They they competed well, in the match. They could have said, piss off. No, they, it's true. They they, they did white belt. I would have I would have liked for them to have given been given a reason other than the script says we care about this title now. Why because wouldn't they care about the title? It's a championship. They should care about it anyway. Well, there they, shouldn't they, be a reason for them to care about it. If, the if change they, is the reason. If they were told via this uh, mystery phone call to Kurt Angle, um, who was apparently in the building already, um, that they couldn't have a universal title shot. We've got something in plans for that. But you can have this intercontinental title shot. And they were like, okay, that's fine. But you wanted one thing. And that was still, as far as you knew, an option. Why would you settle for the lesser version of that? It just, it didn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. Because the title is important. That's why. Yes, I suppose. You're right. It is. It should be viewed as important. Jack Gallagher, Rich Swan, Tazawa defeated the Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick, Tony Nese, Noam Dar. I mentioned to you that Dar has the SpongeBob pajama kid haircut. He does. Cruiser, these cruiserweights aren't on Raw like consistently enough to get over, but Tazawa screams consistently enough for that to get over. Right. No, and I love that Rich Swan is like his buddy now. Yeah. Um, I, I would love for Rich Swan and Akira Tazawa to create a little gimmick where they're like a uh, Han and Chewie. Oh God, it's a Star Wars reference. I'm sorry, you've never seen it, but. Han speaks English and Chewie speaks Wookiee, but they can understand each other. I think that's a cool little gimmick they could do where Rich talks English to Tazawa. Tazawa speaks mostly Japanese and Swan understands him. They understand each other. I think that would get over as a gimmick between the two of them. Did, did I explain see... that correctly enough for you? Yeah, you did. I like that idea. Did you see the guy who I'm pretty sure is mailing me a bomb right now over my lack of watching Star Wars? <laughs> I did. I, I feel I feel, like, I feel bad for him. Listen, my wife hadn't seen Star Wars until a few months ago. Then we sat down and watched Star Wars. She liked it. That was it. I didn't want to I kill watched, her. I watched, I watched one of them, the, the remastered ones in the 90s. Yeah. I, I went and watched one of them. It was, it was okay. I mean, right. I didn't – I was like – nine i didn't care about it so i wasn't gonna pay much attention i want to find this comment usually i save stuff like this for the wednesday show or the end of the tuesday show because cut loose a little bit but i have to read this comment (laughs) this guy left and i hate this because it'll encourage more dumb comments but i'm this one's special it is this guy says hold on oh i don't have my glasses i can't do the character anyway I stopped watching right after the ignorant comment by Sean Ross app. He put that in quotations. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. About Star Wars. What a fucking hillbilly. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, if you have not seen SW, you cannot say, I don't watch that shit. It can't be shit if you have never watched it. Therefore, 
you have opinionated wrongly on a topic you don't even know shit about. Three of those letters were capitalized. The I was not. You third grade journalists want to be dumbass. F you redneck. You just want a big F you X2, you so-called journalistic piece of crap. Let me break this down a little bit. App. Now, I've been called many things in my day. Nobody's ever said, ha app. That's good. He means application or appetizer yeah. or I don't know. Hillbilly, I'll give you that. I'll give you that's an easy one. He says, if you have not seen Star Wars, you cannot say, I don't watch that shit. I don't watch it. Right. You can, say, it you, can say you don't watch it, but you I didn't can't say, call it shit because well, I mean, you I don't know if it's shit. Like, referring to it as fecal matter or anything. <laughs> I was – as an item. Right. I got some fish oil right here. Yeah. Alex, you may say, you know what? That's I, really good for me, but I don't take that shit. I don't take that shit. I don't take that, that shit. Mean? What I mean is stuff, but I just said shit instead. My favorite is you have opinionated wrongfully. <laughs> now, you third grade journalist want to be dumbass. Do I want to be a journalist or do I want to be a dumbass? I think journalists want to be. You're right. You should be want to be journalist. No, he's just. No, listen, listen. He has, he has grammatically wrongfully. Let's, let's talk about this. Have there not been times, even though this is a great job, I love my job, I know you love yours too, Mm -hmm. where you're like, I kind of just want to be a dumbass instead. (laughs) So yeah, he's also right. F you redneck, hey, you're talking to a guy who basically put himself through speech therapy to lose a little bit of an accent. Yeah, I'm a redneck. You just won a big time F you X2. I must have been like the 1,000th guy to say that, Star Wars was shit. I won the prize. That you so-called journalistic piece of crap. Now, is he confirming that I'm a journalistic piece of crap, or did somebody else so call me a journalistic piece of crap? And he's like, "Well, I don't know about that one." I think what he's saying is so-called journalistic yeah. piece of crap. Oh, I get it, but I right. mean, he, he right. puts a lot of these out of order. No, yeah, but no, hey, man, yeah, the punctuation leaves much to be desired as well. I appreciate the passion. I appreciate the passion, guys. Hey, I'm not trashing you if you if you watch Star Wars. I'm just saying it's not it's not my bag, man. Not my thing, dude. <laughs> New season of Fargo is really good, though. It is. It's phenomenal. It's great. Have you figured out how they tied in season one and two? I'll tell you when we're off. I'll tell you when we're off. Tell me later, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, enough about other shows. And movies that may or may not be uh, <laughs> may or not be uh, better than Raw tonight. This match was solid, nothing outstanding. It's the kind of match that you had to kill some time, maybe set up a program, and not bore the crowd. And I thought it did all those things. There's nothing wrong with this cruiserweight tag match. But if no. any of you don't like Star Wars, then there's a big effing problem. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it's one of those things. We we went weeks with only one cruiserweight match on the show. Now we're back to two, and like it was before, one of the matches really doesn't mean much of anything um, because like all these guys are vaguely on the same team or have something like against the other people. Um, like Kendrick's been feuding with Tazawa, that's still going on. Swan's been feuding with Dar, it's still going on. But Gallagher and and Nice have nothing to do with any of these people. But let's just bring as much of them into the thing as possible. Let's fill this time, which is great. I want the crowd to to get behind these guys because they're all doing great work. Um, and it's just I, f- I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not hitting. Like the cruiserweight title match from Payback last night was really really good, and like it had the lowest rated like uh, YouTube views of anything from yesterday. Like lower than backstage stuff. Like nobody seems to care about what's going on with the cruiserweights, and that's that's a shame because it's there's some really good stuff going on. Yeah, that's that's it's it's kind of like it it is isolated from Raw, so it's hard to you know, kind of make that get over. It is. That's one, the one thing is like I would be fine if you say these guys can't compete for heavyweight titles, fine, but they should be allowed in the tag division. 
Like, like a Tozawa-Rich Swan tag team would be kind of fun to watch against Gallows and Anderson. That would be fun. Can we just do that? Like, that would be a lot of fun. Like, but no, they're not allowed to compete because they might get broken by the big guys, and that's not okay. Yeah. Speaking of broken, the Hardy, Cesaro, and Sheamus. Sheamus and Cesaro are out. I thought Sheamus cut a really great promo saying, listen, I just I tried to tell Cesaro a long time ago. Yeah. Cesaro kind of went with the these people, you people mm-hmm. thing. Not not mm-hmm. big on that, but the Hardys run them off after a delete motion. We're... This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Seeing more and more of this. Yeah. This is this is good. It gives the reason a Hardy's or gives the Hardy's a reason to want to fight these guys, even though they've already beat them. On a couple different occasions. Right. They want to gain their revenge. And I thought it's good. I love love the the heel aspect of Hasaro and Sheamus. No, I I do too. I I loved uh, Sheamus' promo saying, like, I've been fighting against what I want to be this whole time. Cesaro's been pulling me toward, like, you know, being a good guy. But screw all that crap. Uh, This time for being a, a good boy is over. Uh, and I, li- I like that a lot. Uh, I think heel Cesaro has never really worked. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this goes. If he can like kind of rely on Sheamus to get him over in that way. Uh, I did love their matching jackets. That was nice. They went out and went to the same store and bought matching jackets with little patches with their names on them. So they could know which, which jacket belongs to who. Um, but um, no, I, 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 I like this a lot. And then, uh, you know, the Hardys come out. They do their little uh, delete motion. Like, very, this is what we're going to do. We're going to delete you. And then they run down. That was, that was really good. But it's still, like, if you, if you pay attention to what Matt Hardy's doing on Twitter, he is all the way broken on Twitter. He's threatening to yeah. eat Sheamus. Like, that's the old school, really, really broken stuff. On screen, he's like 60% of the way there. I'm willing to wait for him to catch up. But I mean, I feel like he's he's fully gone on Twitter, and they're they're retweeting that stuff on WWE, so they know he's doing it, and they're cool with it. So we'll see where where he goes on screen from here on out. Can't wait to tell you all some of the, the stuff in relation to this when there are no possible legal implications that could negatively affect anybody in the situation. Because I'll say this: the Hardys are extremely com- were throughout the whole process. I haven't talked to them like in the last week. Extremely confident throughout the entire process that not only would they get the rights to Broken, but then some. Nice. Then some. Apollo Crews defeated Heath Slater. Uh, no reaction for Heath Slater initially, but later he got some, he's got kids chance, which <laughs> warmed my heart. Uh, this wasn't a great match or anything. You could tell they, they called it all in the ring. There were some kind of slow spots. This match came about after a little Titus O'Neil segment backstage, and what I really like about this is this is something Titus O'Neil would get mad about. He's like, wait, you're asking Heath Slater for advice about fatherhood when I'm trying to mentor you, and I am legit – like, if anything, my claim to fame in WWE is being the best dad? Mm-hmm. If I were Ty- – this is very much a LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball storyline. Yes. And it's awesome. Titus O'Neil is the guy to do that. And he could, I think he should really play up his success even more, almost like a snake oil salesman. Say, I, I did it in college football. I did it in pro football. I came to wrestling, and most people are winding down their careers in their mid-30s. I got a WWE career out of it. Then I broke up the New Day's tag team title reign. They would have been, They would have had the championships way longer, and I not came along and taken it from them. Apollo Crews wins. There was a good crowd for this one because even though it wasn't the best match and these guys you haven't really been given a lot to care about, the crowd was still hot for it. It's a good role for Titus. It's positive for Apollo Crews, and 
you know, Heath Slater wasn't hurt at all by this. He's Heath Slater. No, 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 no. It's no, it's good. Um, I uh, I like this for both things. I think you can get um, you can get Titus as a uh, managerial role, and he could occasionally step into the ring and be uh, Apollo Cruz's tag partner. Um, you know, in case they wanted to do, they could, hey, put those two, put both of these teams in tag team turmoil next week and let one of them eliminate the other one or something. Get something going there. Allow that to build storylines as well. Um, I'm I'm up for anything that allows Apollo Crews to have a character of some kind in some way. Um, and, you know, I was it was good to see, you know, I think that this is going to be good for him. We'll see like they, if he if it all comes down to like him, you know, deciding I don't need your your help, Titus O'Neil, and then having a match with Titus O'Neil and beating Titus O'Neil, and that's the end of it. Ugh. And we don't Apollo Cruz for a month. That's not good. But you know, we'll see how well this gets over. We got something fun and different, and Titus is doing pretty well with it. I think. Right. Right. And and also, uh, you can see uh, I retweeted this on on my Twitter. Uh, Rido photo bombed the uh, Titus O'Neil selfie. And is the confirmed greatest of all time. Rhino's amazing. Like, he's so funny. I love that guy. I wish he had brought his cheese and crackers to the ring. I wish instead of, like, the table for for three, they would have wedged Rhino in there with Edge, Christian, and Kurt Angle. They, <laughs> I, would, I would watch a ride-along with those four. But unfortunately, Christian and Edge aren't on the road, so they they should have they should have flown in the Drifter and had him play in the background of that restaurant. Like the Drifter should be on every program across the network. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Kurt Angle comes out, says that Reigns and Strowman are both banged up. Which one has a torn rotator cuff, Alex? Uh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Angle really soaks up the "you suck" chance. <laughs> It's so great to see how happy he is to be back. Bray Wyatt comes out, shakes Angle's hand, and says that he's reborn. Now, if this truly is the rebirth of Bray Wyatt, and he goes on some hellacious tear, which I don't know if it'll happen given who he's working with. Yep. Cool. Wyatt tells Angle not to get in his way, <laughs> laughs when Angle says that it's his show. I thought this was a, a damn good Bray Wyatt promo, honestly. I I agree. It was. And if this leads to something, but what it's apparently leading to is him having a feud with Finn Balor, and Finn Balor is not losing that feud. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be right back to the same thing. And after um, he he beat Randy Orton, he, he needed the help of Jinder Mahal and Jinder Mahal's lackeys to beat Randy Orton in a match that he created. And he comes out the next night and says... I left Randy in the house of horrors burning in hell. Like, no, you didn't. Like, he RKO'd you in the middle of the ring and had you beat, and then three dudes attacked him. Like, you lost that match by all rights, and then you got the pinfall. So good for you. I'm happy for you, but you can't come out the next night and say that you kicked his ass because you you didn't. You dropped a refrigerator on him, and he transferred into the ring. Hey, come on now. If I get into a fight with somebody and I drop a fridge on him, I'm going to brag and say I kicked his ass. But then if he, if he teleports 200 Fridge. miles away and, and kicks your ass after that, it didn't, obviously didn't hurt him that bad. It's true. That's, that's, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. <laughs> Still, a fridge is a fridge, man. A fridge is a fridge. That's true. And you'll have a hard time telling that to Rabbi Hardy. but Yeah. But by the way, I wrote a thing about this on Fightful.com. You can buy that house where they filmed the House of Horrors. You were going to say you could buy Matt Hardy's old fridge. but That'd be nice. I'd like to have that. You can, right. You can buy Um, that house. But uh, yeah, it's for 36 grand. And uh, I did a whole in-depth thing on on the real estate listing. It's uh, not too bad. They they took out the uh, creepy ceiling full of uh, baby dolls. Uh, which I think was a selling point. They should have left that in. They should have left uh, all that stuff in. <laughs> including the uh, spooky haunted backwards tractor. I mean, that's a selling point right there. Throw that in and you got a deal. Yeah, but I, I thought Bray did a fantastic job because a lot of times he just loses me. He says the same stuff over and over again. He didn't lose me this time. And he was able to play off of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle did very well also. Had a damn good match between Austin Aries and TJP. I love that Aries uses the the old bell clap. Nobody else is doing that. 
Yeah. And it got a good reaction, too. He did that to TJP, and the crowd was like, that was nice. Aries sold the leg of that, that TJP worked over really well. Like, the kind of selling I would love to have seen out of Seth Rollins. Like, he struggled to run. He finally worked it up. Then he was able to run a little bit, but he still hobbled. TJP is just much better as a heel. And uh, shout out to Neville for watching a television correctly backstage. Mm-hmm. That's We got some really uh, baby steps here. Yeah. That was a giant leap. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, TJ Perkins is no longer TJ Perkins. He's TJP. He's, he's only TJP. They actually list him as that on the website now. That's his name. They refer uh, to him as Perkins on commentary, though. Well, that's the good. I'm glad. Uh, but it's kind of an interesting thing that, like, it's just, uh, you know, we he's the last, the latest guy to lose his last name. Um, uh, we'll good see. It makes it easier for me to write. Our- yeah, that's, that's true. Um, uh, yeah, this is this is good. I I loved the um, the TJP uh, streak of just viciousness, both uh, during the match and then after he lost, which protected Austin Aries to to get his heat back immediately. I really wish more guys got their heat back immediately who were heels when they lose. Like just to be able to, if you're going to continue that feud, if you're going to continue this program. Um, we'll see later that, that it didn't really matter, but I really had wished last night that Samoa Joe had at least gone after Seth Rollins after that roll-up thing out of the Coquina Clutch last night. Um, but just things like that really, really make, make a heel something. Like, if you lose, they, if you lose as a heel, you make the, uh, the, the, the baby face pay for that loss um, in the ring at that moment. I like that a lot. You could also say it's 50-50 booking, too, which it's <laughs> well, tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, like if if fifty fifty booking to me feels like that's that's the win. The win is fifty fifty booking to me. But it's like, like why if, didn't they kick the shit out of them in the match to begin right, with? Right, they're that yeah. upset about it. They probably shouldn't have lost the match in the first place. That's true. It can be argued. It's just wrestling, man. TJP really? attacks after the bell puts a knee bar on the already injured leg of Austin Aries. I thought this was a a good match. Not mm-hmm. as good. As the main event, though, the Intercontinental title top contender match, Miz versus Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. They run the old classic, like the first, like the things you'll see in a lot of early triple threat matches where the heel, like, lets them fight it out, and then they get sick of it, bring them in. There's a lot of stalling, but it all worked. Uh, Balor's spin kick combo, really, really fast, which I guess he has enough practice kicking, so... After the commercial, Rollins and Balor had this really nasty midair collision. Like it looked like Balor was expecting to get a knee, and Rollins was expecting to give a cross body block, cross body press, whatever the hell you want to call it. And that was very, uh, very, very sick looking. And the commentary played it up too. They're like, "It is miraculous that he's able to get on his feet." And it, I don't know about miraculous, but that was a close call, Alex. No, no, it was. Uh, the whole match was was excellent. I want every single smack until further notice. I have decreed that every Raw and SmackDown main event should be a multi man match, triple threat, or fatal four way, because WWE knows how to do that shit right. Um, this match was awesome. I loved it. Um, it's it's just all that psychology of having to deal with other guys in the ring. You get like things like. Uh, uh, a drop kick to one guy as he's DDTing the third guy. That's all that kind of crap is great. There was a match back in January between on SmackDown between Ziggler, Corbin, and a- AJ Styles, where uh, where Ziggler zigzagged Corbin as he was end of dazing AJ Styles. It was one of the greatest little like stuff like that will pop me every time. I love when guys figure out ways of finishing and doing other moves to each other. As the that's also great. I loved it. Um, and what was great about it is we got storylines out of this thing. Now we know where all these guys are headed for the next month, and that's that's the best part about it. But what was the reason in Bray Wyatt attacking Finn Balor? Whatever is the reason, that's my problem. This is it. Every every time the lights go out, he shows up, he beats somebody up. Why? Agent of Chaos? Oh, neat, man. Right. Neat. He would have been suspended by now if he – he inter- he interferes in every right like main event program like dude you gotta 
they have no idea how to write for him. Either no. that or what they are writing for him isn't getting past Vince McMahon. Like there's yeah. It's yeah. it's rough. Samoa Joe also attacked Seth Rollins, so I guess that's not done. But WWE does these triple threat matches just phenomenally. This was a great match, an outstanding match. We got Wyatt Balor, Joe Rollins, Miz Ambrose. You know, it's pretty I mean it's pretty much it's nothing not a lot new outside of right. Wyatt Balor, but I I, I think there's still direction. more to do between Joe and Rollins. Rollins outsmarted Joe to get out of out of a a uh, completely protected a submission move. Like no one gets out of the submission maneuver, but he did, technically didn't. He was just they just used the momentum to pin him. So that's a really good move, and that that yeah. means that that feud can continue. I'm fine with that. I'm really not interested in seeing any more of Miz and Ambrose because it kind of Ambrose's Ambrose's promos really take all the air out of what Miz can do back to him. Uh, and we saw that for a long time over on SmackDown. So, okay, fine. But maybe these guys could have an amazing match at Extreme Rules with some kind of stipulation to it. I'm open to that possibility. As far as the, 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 the uh, Wyatt and Balor thing, look, Wyatt showed up on the night of the, the Superstar Shake-Up, and he said, I got my eye on you, Finn. And then later he showed up because he had his eye on him. I don't know why he's got his eye on him. I'm assuming we'll get the pre the, the 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 thing saying like I I want to break you so that we can join forces the demon and the eater of worlds imagine what we could do together but first you must know your place give me something like that that's cool but I don't know if they're ever going to do that you know I don't trust them to do that I'm more excited for a possible Broken Hardys versus Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas feud that would be amazing that's what I want I want a House of Horrors match, I want a Hardy compound match, then maybe the rubber match is something else. That's what I want. Uh, Alex and I eventually are going to put together a how we'd book it thing or how we'd uh, reinvigorate the Cruiserweight division or or the Wyatts or Enzo and Cass, anything like that. We'll be doing that. That'll be one of the changes that we have to our our, uh, podcast lineup, but I uh, don't know when the first one will air. We're going to hash that out. But that main event was just fantastic. Despite you know what I said is a little bit inexplicable, the Bray Wyatt thing, I guess we'll see where it goes. But, I mean, as for what we know and the history of Bray Wyatt, this happens all the time, mm-hmm. with or without a hologram, depending on the month. Look, he had like a 10-month feud with Randy Orton. Because after Randy Orton got his head split open by Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, Randy uh, Bray interrupted his promo about it. And that was it. And then Randy burned down his house like six months later. That's how far we got into that shit from like Bray showing up and like, hey, Randy, I got my eye on you. So maybe there's another residence that, that, fit, that Finn can burn down six months from now. You know? Well, he had to move. I mean, he lives in the House of Horrors, right? I, I guess, but he's up for sale now. I guess he, I guess he decided that you know that was that was enough. Maybe it's one of those make me move situations, like yeah. where you just put it on the market and you're like, eh, yeah. Well, I, if I get my, if I get the asking price, I, I'm out. Yeah. Hey guys, check out Most Ridiculous from Anna Bauer. Anna, of course, on our post pay per view shows and our SmackDown Live podcast, which airs uh, every Tuesday after SmackDown Live, also featuring. Jeffrey Hawkins. We have a we have actually a little bit of time left before we we go out of this one because there wasn't a lot to talk about. That you know, there were the great Alexa Bliss promo. I thought right. the the fantastic main event. Some other stuff in between. But what do you think about the storyline injury of of torn rotator cuff for Braun Strowman? That kind of came out of left field for me. Like I didn't think they were going to do the storyline injury angle with him. I don't know, but man, I I didn't get to see that segment until after our podcast last night. So when people told me that he did another, I'm not finished with you, I thought it was just kind of like that. I didn't realize he said that again, which is way, way better. Super awesome. 
<laughs> and he plowed through the, like we were laughing to each other about him hilariously running through the door. And we know it's gimmicked, but I mean, it'd be hilarious if it wasn't into the empty boxes. Empty Home Depot shipping boxes. Yeah, it was so awesome. Great. It was great. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 lo- I like the idea that he was also injured. Uh, I don't know if you can tear a rotator cuff by having a door slammed on you, but I'm fine. That's cool. You can. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens from now on. Uh, the, the scuttlebutt is that um, Roman will have a match against Braun at uh, Extreme Rules. It might be an ambulance match, yeah. something like that. Whatever. Uh, but if it's if the stipulation is winner of this match gets to face Bro- uh, a Brock at Great Bowls of Fire, then yeah. I'm down. We haven't talked about that. Uh, yeah, let's name a pay-per-view after a popular singer from 50 years ago who married his 13-year-old cousin. That's a hot one. Listen, that's even better. It's not 50. It's 60 actual years. Wow. 1957 that shit came out. Like, it's <sighs> like uh, somebody, I think it was Ryan Satin tweeted, like, if you're going to do a song, an old song that has fire in the title, why not Ring of Fire? You're wrestling in a ring of fire makes a lot of sense doesn't it balls of fire imagine like michael cole having to say this sunday at great balls of fire no 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 no. what about brock lesnar and paul Heyman? paul Heyman telling Braun Strowman that at great balls of fire the beast is going to slay the monster I can't wait for that shit. It's so bad. I mean, I was thinking, what's the worst? Before this, what was the worst name for a pay-per-view? The only thing I can think of that comes close is Hog Wild back in WCW. Oh, boy. (laughs) Let's do it today. Put Ellsworth on the poster. Hog Wild, yeah. Yes. Let's bring it to SmackDown, guys. Tweet at WWE, at Fightful, hashtag Bring back Hogwild. <laughs> Damn it, why did me and Jimmy Van already name our show? <laughs> should have called it Hogwild. We settled on the list in your boy, yeah. and it should have been the Hogwild podcast. <laughs> Jimmy, are you listening? Is it too late? The Hogwild Power Hour. <laughs> oh, man, we screwed up. <laughs> but, like, imagine the promos. Like, oh, man. Like, like, okay, so say I'm facing Anna Bauert at <laughs> Great Balls of Fire, and I got to get on here, and I'm like, Anna, you think you're the star of my SmackDown Live podcast? No! At Great Balls of Fire, I am going to douse you. Like, how, how does one take that? I don't know. Any number of ways. No, I, 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 I know there's going to be some stupid wordplay on Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. I thought you had great balls of fire, but I guess you've just got <laughs> wrinkly old prunes. <laughs> it's going to be something like that. You know it because that's what he thinks is funny. Yeah. I got balls. I got great balls. And they're on fire. You need to consult a doctor in regards to that. <laughs> like, how are you? Oh, God, like, who, there's the thing, like, literally, that had to go through several levels of, of people Maybe they saying, tied it in with, like, some sort of razor burn sponsorship or something. I, I don't know. I mean, the only way this works is if they actually make Great Balls of Fire the theme song for that damn thing, and so they have, every video package has imagine. great, goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would love, I would love to see Braun Strowman. <laughs> Heaving, heaving Roman Reigns over an ambulance to great balls of fire. Somebody, somebody, somebody do that. Somebody who's out there who's a brilliant person who does YouTube videos, edit this. Take that, take that amazing free uh, payback of video package they played and then loop over great balls of fire for the, for the audio. I need to see it. Oh, God, it's so bad. Like what are the what are the names that got turned down? I don't know. Like like, like this like like WWE butt stuff. Like, <laughs> like what else could there be? It's 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 just I mean so, like Vince had to say this is what I want to call it, and either people were like, sure, boss, whatever you say, 
or they were like maybe something else and he's like nope we're doing this <laughs> like like <laughs> how why like i i mean even if they had done this in the pay-per-view in 1987 30 years ago it would have been a passe reference but now like like oh my god guys if any of you do any animation i would love to put together some hypothetical Vince McMahon conversation videos. I think that could be a lot of fun because I would love to just walk through great balls of fire. He's had this one in his pockets for decades too. Oh yeah. He's wanted to do this forever. Man. Like the thing is they missed the entire Kane era. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he no. headlined like dozens of paper, probably if, a dozen pay per views. If this if this was Great Balls of Fire, nineteen ninety nine, and it was Kane as the main eventer, I'm I'm almost fine with it. Somebody Unless, says WWE soapy asses. Yeah, but JBL's out of the ring, so it's like right, gonna yeah, work. Sure, I wouldn't work. Uh, I just I don't want to move on to a new topic. Leave us a thumbs up on the video, guys. It helps a lot. Also, leave us a nice review on iTunes. That stuff really helps, too. It goes a long way. Support Fightful.com. Visit our uh, site, Fightful.com, obviously. Uh, MMA, pro wrestling, boxing, coverage, news. Uh, You get the lighter side of things as well. We had one about Mark Hunt's action figure, and it has to be seen to be believed. It does. That was something. Wow. Paige Van Zandt did a weird Reebok promo. I wrote about that. (laughs) <laughs> Who do you think over this weekend had probably the best showing? Personally, I'm going Alexa Bliss. Considering that Strowman and Reigns weren't on Raw, I I gotta say Alexa Bliss probably yeah. had the hottest weekend, including Monday. Yeah, no, I I, I would probably say yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have said that before Braun wasn't on this thing because that was you know such a an epic beatdown that he that he did, um, but yeah, with over two nights, you got to you got to have Alexa Bliss in there because she not only won the title last night, but had that promo tonight, and then picked up the pinfall on Bailey again tonight. Man, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I just can't get my mind off of it. I'm so bummed we didn't name the show Hog Wild. <laughs> like the logo is there; yeah, it's, it's right ready there. to use. It's right, it's right not there. only that, he has a great like a great team that can change right. things up. And if that fails, Graham Williams is a guy who exists. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like by the end of the week, I'm there's probably going to be a hog wild poster up with me and Ellsworth on it anyway. <laughs> and I know Jimmy's going to approach me Wednesday. What is your fascination? <laughs> what is your fascination with male genitalia? He's going to come at me and then he's going to say, is that what I sound like? Is that what I sound like <laughs> on the podcast and bust my balls? Like I said last week, guys, he just hangs me upside down, and my balls are a pinata, and he just swings. <laughs> Busting them. Every Wednesday, you mm-hmm. guys. Every Wednesday. Uh, follow Alex at Palowski the Four. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow at Fightful Online, Fightful May, Fightful Wrestle. Guys, your all support means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. From watching the podcast to the, the comment boards to clicking the links to to retweeting our stuff, all that stuff makes a big difference, and uh, it means a whole lot to me that you all are doing that. I'm gonna hopefully put together something special for the one year anniversary of Fightful, maybe a special show, something like that. I'll see what I can put together. I'll see what I can do. I'm trying. I can't guarantee anything, but I, I do have that in my mind. That's coming up in a couple of months, so. Maybe we can get that done. Alex, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, no, I've uh, we've some. There was investigative journalism done by someone else that I have picked up on, uh, and I've I got a, a story uh, for the morning about the uh, amazing past uh, of Braun Strowman's dad, uh, and how it's he's such a perfect thing that that guy sired the monster among men. It's, it's such an amazing backstory. Jimmy Van sent me a text that said, no way we named the show Hog Wild. Guys, tweet at Jimmy Van. <laughs> tweet at Jimmy Van. Tweet Hashtag. at Jimmy Van. 
and uh, let him know <laughs> that you want a Hog Wild podcast. <laughs> Again, guys, thank you so much. It means a lot. Subscribe, thumbs up, all that stuff. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. Get those beautiful shirts. They're beautiful. Fightful shirts. The shirt with my face on it. I mean, I'm pretty, you guys. Also, Fightful or uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. You got your boy shirts, Crack and Fight Team, Catches, Catch Can Wrestling. Until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.